You're at the right place at the right time. You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. It's super califragilistic, I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. Be Relax and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So, grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go. Because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's our problem. Hey, Mousecapades listeners, this is Vicki, and I'm here with Kaylee, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. This is episode 310, and we have some news you can use, a rumor or two, and some history. But before we get started, we'd like to encourage you to check out our friends at WaltExpress.com for Disney deals, tips, tricks, and all things Disney. As always, if you have an idea for the show, we would love to hear from you. Simply text us at 407-674-0414 or email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. We have a few exciting reminders for everyone. Number one, it is just two days until Incredibles 2 hits theaters, so get your tickets so you don't miss out on this exciting sequel to the original Incredibles movie that premiered almost 14 years ago in 2004. And, drumroll please, number two, there is only 17 days until Toy Story Land opens in Hollywood Studios in Orlando, Florida. That is exciting, Kaylee. I know I can't wait to see Toy Story Land when we get there in December. I'm eager to hear what our friends that are headed to Disney in July have to say about Toy Story Land when they get back. The first piece of news I have is Kingdom Hearts 3 release date was announced. At long last, the fans of the hits video game series Kingdom Hearts now know when the latest installment will debut. Kingdom Hearts 3 is set to be released in January 29th, 2019. I don't know about you, Kaylee, but that sounds like a far time away, but I know that it's going to go rather quickly. Yeah, that's honestly, it's not that far away. Uh, The launch of the game will be available for Xbox One and PlayStation 4. And the announcement came during the Kingdom Hearts Orchestra World Tour performance last week and was later shared on Twitter. And there was a follow-up tweet from, I'm going to try to say this person's name, Tetsuya Namura. And he apologized for saying, I'm sorry that we're asking for a little more time than we initially had planned. And the trailer uh, debuted during Microsoft Xbox's briefing at E3 and it featured Frozen and some more characters. So if you're interested in finding out more about the Kingdom 3, just hop onto the Google and put in Kingdom 3 a trailer and you can watch a little bit of what's going to happen in January 2019 which again feels like a lot longer away than it is I 
But of course, uh, I thought that when we said 2015 was your graduation, I, I felt like that was forever away and it's gone and over and we're moving on now to graduation for college. So, you know, the another thing that I have is the Pirates of the Caribbean returns to Disneyland with an updated auction scene, which this has been a big controversy. And Nick and I talked about this a lot. And I think you've even been in on some episodes about the redheaded lady that they removed at Disney World. Well, they did the same thing at uh, Disneyland um, on Friday, June 8th was the official opening day for the Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland. And it was not all smooth sailing for this iconic attraction. It said that the guests were anxious and crowded in the queue line immediately when the park opened at 9 a.m. And there were technical difficulties, which, of course, closed the ride for about an hour of operation. But then eventually they got it up and running and the people were able to ride it about noon. But they saw that there was a notable freshness to the entire attraction and many of the details had been enhanced and some restored after uh, many years. Two notable changes were evident. One, the dark tunnel leading from the skeletal pirate caves to a new vignette had been added and the mist screen with Davy Jones had been removed, which we have at Disney World, I, but I've never rode it in Disneyland, so I have nothing to compare it to. And then to the left of the cave, a new skeletal pirate appears with the chest full of sparkling treasure and a fascinated octopus at his feet. And the other big change, and of course this is the one that was causing the biggest controversy, was the introduction of Pirate Red. Now, everybody knows that Pirate Red used to be the woman that they tried to sell in the auction, but she is now considered a pirate, and the the entire bride auction scene has been reimagined, and the townspeople are now forced to offer their finest wares not only to the pirate auctioneer, but to Red as well, because she is considered a pirate. And as reported a few weeks ago, or we reported a few weeks ago, I should say, Red is now a character that's going to be for a meet and greet and you can find her outside the attraction. And so you can find her in the New Orleans Square and she's a bold and sassy pirate. And of course, she has red hair because that is her name. I was wondering if they were going to bring that to Disney World. They didn't say anything about that. I don't know, Kaylee. I mean, there's an area outside the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction to have that. So I think if they wanted to, they could. Definitely, but at the same time, that part of the park can get pretty crowded pretty easily. So maybe they don't want to add that so soon, at least, because I feel that it would add way more traffic to an area that's already got traffic. So our next piece of news is that Disneyland Paris has now announced their Marvel-themed food offerings for Summer of Heroes. So Disneyland Paris is getting ready to have a literal super summer, Several Marvel Avengers are about to make their way to the Walt Disney Studios Park for the first ever Summer of Heroes. But seeing the protectors of our Earth is not the only thing to get excited about. Um, Disneyland Paris has announced their special food offerings for the event, and this grand menu is a hero in its own right. So Disneyland Paris has introduced their menu and special offerings, which includes themed beverages, snacks, and meals. The guests will be able to enjoy these items in Walt Disney Studios Park and at Hotel New York and Disney Village bars. And the select items and experiences will only be offered at Disney's Hotel New York, which incidentally will be undergoing a Marvel transformation in the coming years. And I didn't know if that was information. I know we, I don't remember us reporting on it that they were transforming that hotel into a Marvel hotel. However, I know that Nick usually reports on Marvel, so he may have said it when I was uh, with him and I was zoned out. I feel that it was only, I mean, a matter of time before some kind of Marvel-themed something came about because 
that's such a big part of Disney now is Marvel. And the movies that have come out recently, just all of them are hits after, and like, it's a hit after another hit after another hit. Even though we're not a, a huge Marvel family, we've seen a few of the movies, but not all of them. It's another whole set of fans to address, yeah. like Star Wars and all of it. nowhere. Okay, so I can't. I guess I can't really compare it to Star Wars because nothing can be compared to Star Wars. <laughs> but I mean, it's got a whole fan base, and so I knew they were probably going to have to have something to go along with it. Sad news this week, and I was kind of sad that Nick wasn't here with us to report it. We had just said that John Lasser returned, that he wouldn't be over any people, but he was returning and working at Disney World. But he announced that after a six-month sabbatical last year, that he is only there temporarily. He's going to be consulting with Disney through December 31st, 2018. And after that, he has announced he, that he will be leaving the company. Now, his announcement ends after the speculation that he had sexual misconduct or other inappropriate behavioral emerged last year. But they never really, nothing came of that. Like, we didn't hear any interviews, like, with other cases of sexual uh, misconduct like the news anchors on television or famous other famous actors nothing came of that and so we had heard at one time that it was possible that he had a problem with alcoholism which when people do have problems with alcohol sometimes they say things that are inappropriate so we don't know exactly what it was that he did it just said um, his response to it was that the accu- when the accusations first came to light, collectively, you mean the world to me, and I deeply apologize if I have let you down. I especially want to apologize to anyone who has ever been on the receiving end or of an unhunted hug or any other gesture that felt crossed the line in any way, shape, or form. No matter how benign my intent was, everyone has the right to set their own boundaries and have them respected. And I think Nick and I talked about this one day, Kaylee, was you just have to be careful what you do anytime now. I, I don't know at school when you greet your friends if you hug but a lot of times when I would hug my friend or see my I hadn't seen my friends at for a while or when you come back from summer break we would hug and I think sometimes people just are not hugging people and instead of just saying I'm not a hugging person they let that happen and then they misconstrue that as something that wasn't intended to be any more than a just hi how are you a high five or a fist bump and um, that's my interpretation of what this says I don't know it says at this time it's unclear who if anyone will assume Assume the role of Lasseter, although the rumors suggest that promotions could be in store for Pete Doctor and Jennifer Lee at Pixar and Walt Disney Animation Studios. Bob Iger had something to say about it. Of course, he always has something to say, but it says uh, John had a remarkable tenure at Pixar and Disney Animation, reinventing the animation business, taking breathtaking risks, and telling original high-quality stories that'll last forever. We are profoundly grateful for his contributions, which included a masterful and remarkable turnaround of the Walt Disney Animation Studios. So I thought that was nice that he said that about him. And then John Lasseter said, The last six months have provided an opportunity to reflect on my life, my career, and personal priorities. While I remain dedicated to the art of animation and inspired by the creative talent at Pixar and Disney, I've decided the end of this year is the right time to begin focus on new creative challenges. I am extremely proud of what two of the most important and prolific animation studios have achieved under my leadership and I'm grateful for all the opportunities to follow my creative passion at Disney. So I hope this is not the end of him. I hope we hear more from him in the future is what I'm saying. Yeah, the first thing I thought of was when he leaves, I know that the Pixar shorts that exist in Disney World, there is a short video before the actual attraction starts. So you walk in and you're collected 
in a room before you actually enter the theater. And they show all of these behind the scenes shots of when Pixar was brand new, when they did the Luxo lamp short, and that's what started it. And then when they did Tin Toy, and it has all of these interviews of John Lasseter giving the step-by-step pretty much how it all went. And I mean, I wonder if they're going to try to wash over that because even though it existed and I don't think they should get rid of it, I wonder if for publicity reasons, they'll cut it and redo it with somebody else that was there. But I mean, he had the most profound influence. So I think that would be wrong. I hope not because I mean, so many people have left Disney over the years for good or bad reasons, whatever. And they're still being recognized for their contributions to the Disney family. So I'm hoping that they will be the bigger person and give him the credit that he deserves. Hopefully. Well, moving on, the next piece of news is that Magic Kingdom Incredible Tomorrowland Expo kicks off the incredible summer. So as Walt Disney World celebrates the incredible summer, we visit the hub of all the true super activities, the Incredible Tomorrowland Expo. From now until September 3rd, guests can interact with super, super fans, enjoy some incredible food offerings, meet some of their favorite supers, and even more. So the Incredible Tomorrowland Expo is designed to celebrate the diehard type fans that live for San Diego Comic-Con, but turning it into a fun day in Tomorrowland. The super, super fans are around throughout the day and are more than happy to share some of their stories about what brought them to the Expo and how their favorite supers are. Plus, as we mentioned a couple weeks ago, the Jack-Jack Diaper Dash is just so cute. But make sure you check your times guide when you enter the park because it only happens once a day. So one of the things I really enjoyed about this event is the overlay. It really brings the whole land together with special photo spots and just an overall feel of one story being told in the area. But what would an expo be without a chance to look and eat like your favorite supers? With some great merchandise and unique food offerings, the incredible Tomorrowland Expo will make you feel like you are back on the main floor of Comic-Con just without as many people. Maybe. (laughs) I know. I was thinking the same thing. The highlight of the expo is, of course, the super party time. Starting in the afternoon, it gives guests a chance to meet and interact with some of the well-known supers and meet a few new ones. And the highlight for a lot of Incredibles fans is the chance to meet Edna Mode for the first time. Make sure you dress in your super best, remember, no capes, and get to the Magic Kingdom this summer to have your chance to explore the Incredible Tomorrowland Expo. That sounds super fun. Well, I um, did get a chance. You need to YouTube the video of the diaper dash because there was a video of it and it was pretty cool and obviously we can't show that on here it will not be quite as cute if we played the audio of it but if you get a chance listeners i would totally go to youtube and just put in jack jack's diaper dash and you'll find at least one viewing of it i'm sure it's entertaining because you know of course parents are competitive more than the babies the babies don't understand what they're i mean they know they're crawling but i don't think that they understand what they're crawling to necessarily so it's just fun So Disneyland unblocked some dates and launched a bring-a-friend offer. This was big news this week. After announcing that the Disneyland Resort annual passports will be moving to park-specific blockout dates, the Disneyland Resort has announced a couple of ways that they're giving back to the pass holders. So they're having a -a bring-a-friend offer. So if you have a pass, you can bring a friend from June 11th through September 3rd. The pass holders can also save 40% off an adult one-day park hopper ticket. The passport must be valid on the day for which the ticket's purchased, of course. And the tickets are valid for any guest over the age of three. The tickets must be used on the day that they are purchased. Tickets um, purchased at Disneyland Resort ticket booths or Disney desks at participating Good Neighbor Hotels. So the Good Neighbor Hotels also 
have those too because in as we talked about before there's not as many resorts that are Disney property necessarily in California. Two tickets may be purchased per pass holder per day and the cost of the ticket depends on the day for when the ticket will be used and it's as follows. If it's a value park hopper price it's $89. Regular park hopper is $99 and the park the peak park hopper price is $109. Now here's the deal on the blockout dates. The Disneyland Resort lifted select blockout dates in June for SoCal Select SoCal and Deluxe Pass holders. The removed dates by the pass are, uh, for SoCal Select people, is June 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th, 18th, 19th, and 20th. For just SoCal Pass, I apologize guys, SoCal Pass holders, June 15th, 16th, 20th, 21st, and 22nd. And for Deluxe Pass holders, they only removed June 16th. That's interesting that they only removed one date for them. Because don't Deluxe Pass holders pay more than SoCal or SoCal Select? I should yeah. check into that. That's I would odd. think I don't know. they only yeah. get to remove one day from their uh, blockout dates. But they're trying to give back, which is nice. They are trying to think about what they were taking away from uh, their valued customers, for sure. All right. So Disney Imagination's Shanghai Design Competition has launched. So Shanghai Disney Resort announced plans to launch Disney Imagination Imagination's Shanghai a design competition based on Walt Disney's Imagineering's Imagination's Design Competition. Oh my goodness, because they have not have thought of an easier name for that. <laughs> In Shanghai for the first time this summer. Uh, So about this event seeks and nurtures the next generation of diverse dreamers and doers who combine storytelling with the latest technologies to create immersive experiences for Disney theme parks, resorts, and attractions. So students from select universities across Shanghai will be invited to participate in the competition where they will use their technical, artistic, and creative skills to propose hypothetical concepts for an entertainment-focused experience or product. These projects are not intended to be built by Disney but serve as a creative exercise for the participating students and an opportunity for Shanghai Disney Resort to look for future theme park designers. The finalist teams will compete for the first place award during the final competition hosted at Shanghai Disney Resort. The winning team will be eligible to embark on a -a once-in-a-lifetime learning experience at Walt Disney Imagineering in Glendale, California, fully sponsored by Shanghai Disney Resort. The members of the winning team will also be offered an internship at Shanghai Disney Resort where they can gain unique educational and professional industry experience. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be a great opportunity. I was going to say, that is a great way to kick them right into having a job when they get done with college. Oh my gosh, yeah. So, about the Imaginations Design Competition. So, it was started in 1991 by Disney legend Marty Sklar. Mm -hmm. I believe that's how you say his last name. That is correct. Uh, The annual Imaginations Design Competition is renowned for seeking out the next generation of Disney Imagineers. Some participants go on to internships or full-time positions at Walt Disney Imagineering. Inspired by the idea of this acclaimed design competition, the Disney Imagination's Hong Kong was launched by Hong Kong Disneyland Resort in 2011. Participating universities in inaugural Disney Imagination Shanghai Design Competition are as follows. Shanghai Jiao Tong University. I'm going to try my best it's for some It's fine. No, you're fine. These are some Shanghai Theater Academy. East China University of Science and Technology. Donghua University and University of Shanghai for Science and Technology with support from the Shanghai Science and Technology Commission. Starting next week, Shanghai Disney Resort will launch a road show at these select universities to introduce more details and call for applications. 
Well, I hope there's a good follow-up article because I would like to see what comes out of this. I would too. I I don't know. I always see the negative, but I also always want to bring. <laughs> I also always want to bring up like what could happen, and then that helps with the follow-up, or maybe it just proves me wrong in every sense. But it's entertaining for the listeners to hear me be wrong. I guess the only thing is, it talked about how it's competition, so all these like really good ideas are going to be presented by students. Obviously, they said it's not like Disney is going to fund every idea or even the winning idea necessarily. Right. But it kind of makes me wonder if is this how Disney gets some of their ideas but they don't credit students for it. I hope that is not the case. I mean, I've heard of cases where like, especially because I'm into watching interviews of past Disney stars, like Disney kids that grew up and now they're adults and some of them had falling out had falling outs with Disney and a lot of it had to do with creative differences and Like, they would share ideas, but then Disney would warp their ideas and say, oh, we created that. You did not do that. And they wouldn't share the rights, and it was just a mess. So I hope that's not what they would do here. And I'm not saying they're not giving them good opportunities either, but I'm wondering if it's like, well, if we give you the opportunity for a job, we get to take credit for this idea kind of thing. I could totally see that happening, unfortunately, because, you know, that's just the way the world is. And the person running the company is not Walt Disney, nor in the Disney name. And don't, he doesn't really understand what Disney wanted, obviously, from all the things he's done. So So today, Comcast was supposed to make an offer to Fox to try to buy them over Disney because we've been reporting that Disney's trying to buy 21st Century Fox. But I cannot find anything that says who won, Disney or Comcast, or if 21st Century Fox has even made a decision. But it was supposed to happen today, June 13th. So I will try to view on that or give you more information on that hopefully next week we'll have something or if it it gets really juicy I guess we could do a pop-up but it says um this will be judged uh by the rule on the merger of AT&T and Time Warner if the ruling as many expect is decided in favor of the two companies Comcast would likely announce their bid if the Department of Justice wins the case then Comcast is likely or excuse me is unlikely to make a bid due to the antitrust concerns the big would be received about excuse me the bid would be received about a month prior to Disney and 21st Century Fox holding special shareholder meetings to continue the process of the acquisition it's expected that the board of the 21st Century Fox will review other offers before that date CNBC is owned by Comcast and other keynotes from the report are Disney's willing to divest the regional sports networks and businesses with $250 million in earnings to get regulatory approval. Comcast will match any Disney antitrust promises. Comcast will have to face concerns from the Department of Justice regarding the merging of the broadband distribution and content. It's unknown how the Department of Justice will view the stu- studio consul- uh, consolidation. Pardon me. Disney has a lead over Comcast on regulatory approval. So this is going to continue to be like down to the wire. I know Disney's really wanting this, but I know that Comcast has the money to do it if they really want to. If Disney gets Fox too, Kaylee, I don't know. That's, they're going to be over everything. I ju- I'm not surprised at this point in the game. Obviously, Walt Disney did not expect it to get here. No, I I, I don't know. I wish, you know, I wish if he was really frozen because, you know, the rumors are that oh, he, yeah. he's frozen somewhere. They could bring him back so he could let us know if this was, had he envisioned eventually or if this is way more than he ever could have imagined in his uh, imagination. I mean, yeah, that's just insane. He went from small town Missouri 
literary boy to my name is on everything in the world ever, almost. So, a lot of stuff, for sure. Well, Disney World has updated some current and upcoming offerings for annual pass holders. From Toy Story Land access to a special bring a friend offer, here is what Walt Disney World annual pass holders have to look forward to. There is pass holder playtime at Toy Story Land. This will allow exclusive access to the Slinky Dog Dash, Alien Swirling Saucers, and Toy Story Mania. This will be held at select dates and times in September. The select Valid Gold, Platinum Plus, and Premier Annual Pass holder will receive an email to register at a future date. Registration is required but there is no cost. Well, that's nice that they're doing that because I don't feel like Nick and I have talked about this, that they do enough sometimes for their pass holders because like pass holders aren't exempt from the new parking fees at the resorts or anything like that. So at least they're trying to do more and more in both parks because I already reported on Disneyland earlier. Uh, treat a friend. So gold, platinum, platinum plus and premier pass holders can purchase a one day magic your way park hopper ticket for $79. So that's significantly lower. Yeah, it is. And then offer, this offer is available through June 29th, 2018. Pass holders must be present at the theme park ticket windows to take advantage of the offer. And pass holders may buy up to six tickets, which must be used on the date of purchase. So I guess that's kind of where they get you is if you buy it, you need to use it that day. You can't just save it. Um, but okay, I mean, do, do you notice that that them bringing a friend has to happen before the Toy Story Land Park opens? Because mm. it, it's only through June 29th and the park opens on the 30th. So that's interesting. They're just trying uh, to... that. I'm sure that's not a coincidence. I know. I'm sure it's not a coincidence either. Change to Donald Duck magnet distribution. So the complimentary Donald Duck pass holder magnet is now available for pickup at Mouse Gears at Epcot. It is no longer available at Disney's Hollywood Studios, and the magnet is only available through June 29th, 2018. Again, right before Toy Story Land opens. Yeah. Man, they're really just directing all the energy at Toy Story Land. Well, I mean, that's what they did with Pandora, too, so I'm not too surprised. So, listeners, if you're going to be there on June 30th, go anywhere but Toy Story Land. And you probably can get on a ride. Super Saturday at Disney Springs. So the next Super Saturday at Disney Springs is June 9th, 2018. Pass holders are invited to an exclusive early bird shopping experience at World of Disney, Disney Style, the Disney Corner, and Ever After Jewelry and Accessories Company from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. So that's just an hour. Disney PhotoPass Service Studio. The Disney PhotoPass photographers will be traveling between World of Disney Disney Style, The Disney Corner, and Ever After Jewelry Company and Accessories. Ghirardelli Soda Fountain and Chocolate Shop, where guests can indulge in chocolate square samples from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. and get 20% off your Ghirardelli purchases. Heels since 1851, you can receive a complimentary consultation and samples from skincare experts. Live entertainment, enjoy a performance by Brian Malpass. Paddlefish, nibble on complimentary samples of crab caviche. How do you say that I know, word? it looks like that. Instead of quiche, it looks like caviche. Hmm. Interesting. And receive a coupon for 20% off food and non-alcoholic beverages valid for the month of June. Starbucks sip on a variety of complimentary beverage samples. Sugarboo and company score a complimentary Mr. Fabulous notepad when you make a purchase of $50 or more while supplies last. Plus, check out their special display featuring popular gift picks just in time for Father's Day and take advantage of your 10% pass holder discount. Vera Bradley, be sure to take advantage of your pass holder discount, $30 off a purchase of $125 or more 
plus delight in free monogramming all day long, which is valid only on June 9th, 2018. Exclusions apply. The daily poutine fill up with a signature Canadian dish. This kiosk will be serving its popular all-day breakfast poutine from 9 a.m. until noon while supplies last. The Disney Corner kick off an incredible summer at Walt Disney World Resort with a cool craft activity for kids, superhero masks. You'll find the activity station on the second floor of the store. That's a lot of stuff. But most of it's happening in an hour. Yeah, I know. Well, that's the cool things that they do um, for pass holders at Disney Springs. That Something new that they started last summer, because I remember that's about the time that I started reporting these uh, special events for listeners who have a Disney pass and can get there on those Super Saturdays. They're not all the time, but they do happen. That's nice that they have those. It's just... I feel like it should be more than an hour. I mean, the one store, I don't remember what it was. It said while supplies last, but it was from 9 to noon. So that was a three-hour period that they were going to be serving a specific food to pass holders at a discounted price. Right. Or even free. But a lot of those stores, you just have an hour. And that's stressful to try and fit all that in an hour. They want you to pick which is more important. Or just divide and conquer. If you got a big family, each go to one thing <laughs> and then meet up. You would go to the Vera Bradley store. I mean, I feel like that was one of the better deals because it's easy to spend $125 on Vera Bradley. Oh, yeah. And they gave you 30 off, which is a significant amount off. Yes, that is a good deal. So, Some sad news out of Florida this week, and that is that Richard Girth, the Grand Floridian greeter, passed away at the age of 92. Now, I read several articles. One said he was 96, one said he was 94, but the one from the Orlando Sentinel said that he was 92 years old and a lot of guests have fond memories of him. He's the elderly man that was there and he would greet people. He had a smile for everybody. He worked with and assisted brides on their wedding days and one bride even reflected on that, um, posting a picture on a Facebook page of one of the blogs or one of the Facebook pages that I'm linked with of him holding her train of her wedding dress and what a memory that made for her because it was like having a grandparent there with um, her. He even received a Disney Legacy Award for all the time and all the effort that he put into his job because that was his job. Like, he loved people and he loved being around them and he loved Disney and he loved being a part of it. So um, one of the people that they interviewed was Denise Prescott and she's the owner of Mouse Steps website. She said, I'll miss his smile at an age when my plan to retire, Richard began his nearly 30 years at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort. Some of my favorite memories of him are around Christmas as he roasted chestnuts outside the resort for guests. Another guest, which was the bride, I don't think this is the one that I saw the picture of, but she said, he was such a great man. He really embodied everything that the Grand Floridian is supposed to be for people, this elegance, this grace, and this sense of home. He wasn't always good at remembering people's names, but he always remembered their stories. He told good stories himself, and he gave good advice. He gave me the best marriage advice on the way to the car. Ironically, she didn't tell what that advice was, which I thought was really interesting. If you're going to tell somebody that he gave advice, I think she should have shared that, but that's just me. And then John Stamos goes to the Grand Floridian at least three or four times because there were pictures of him with Richard Girth. And he said that he's as important as any attraction at Disney World and he will be missed is what he had tweeted out. So it's kind of it was a sad day. And they actually even put the flag at half mast on the on the Grand Floridian in memory of him. So I hope his family realizes how much he was loved. And they actually made a page where you could go on there if you had met him so that you could link pictures and memories you had of him to pass on to the family. Well, that was nice that he was respected the way he should have been. And Disney just didn't ignore it. Right. 
What a legacy, though. I um, I don't want to belittle the mayor of Main Street. When he passed away, I don't remember them doing as much for him, or at least I didn't see a page for him or things were... Pe- and I know a lot of people met the mayor because he used to be a part of... Well, he's still a part... Or a mayor is still a part of the rope drop ceremony, but... I didn't understand when this came about this week, I realized maybe they didn't do as much for him as they could have. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I that is interesting. Especially not that I'm saying either one of them should have been placed over the other. Right. But he was the mayor of Main Street. You would think right. that that would be a huge headline kind of thing. Right. And I know that Nick had his picture with him and he just, you know, he treasures that picture because the guy is gone now. So I don't know, maybe we should start a page for him. Just even though it's not too late, his, so his family knows that he was respected and loved. Well, Magic Kingdom now celebrates the 65th anniversary of Peter Pan. On June 2nd, the Magic Kingdom celebrated the 65th anniversary of the release of the Walt Disney classic Peter Pan with a mini parade up and down Main Street, USA, consisting of two floats featuring Tinkerbell, Captain Hook, Mr. Smee, Peter, Wendy, and the Lost Boys. The processional also invited a few Disney-bounding guests to join the fun. This was a perfect way to celebrate and reminded me of when a small float would be added for a pre-parade to promote the upcoming film. As we mentioned last week, Peter Pan's 65th anniversary DVD collection is now out. You can go to the stores and buy it. And we did not buy it since last week. Well, Disney World Monorail got a makeover this week with the Incredibles 2 theme characters they put on there. So if you're going to be at Disney World and you take pictures of the monorail with the Incredibles 2 characters on it, we would love to see your pictures if you want to shoot them to us through a text or email them to us or even tag them on our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast on Facebook. I saw the pictures, but I'd like to see like more brilliant pictures because they were pretty far away, the ones I got to see. I, I like when they cover the monorails over with... Yeah, and they're really... I really hope this movie is what what they're promoting it as because it's going to be a real letdown if it's not up to par. Ha. Par with what we're all thinking. <laughs> well, I know I said that to you. I don't think I said it while we were recording, but Joey is so excited about Incredibles 2. I do hope it lives up to it for him because I do think he may cry. He's been waiting so long for The Incredibles 2 to come. The Incredibles 2, he's like beside himself. We're going on Saturday morning and I don't even know, he might have a countdown on his phone for all I know. Yeah. Because that sounds like something he would do. Also, just a fun note for listeners, I don't know if I'm just really slow on the uptake and I just got it, but obviously there's been lots of taking notice of their names. Obviously the movie The Incredibles has been out 14 years now. So people... No, but I mean Dash and Violet and Jack-Jack, like all of them, their names match what their powers are to an extent. Right. And so um, I thought about it the other day because I just made the par joke, but like their last name is par as in subpar. Oh, funny. So it's like they're overcompensating for having powers and they're just like, oh, we're average. So I kind of wonder if that's not a coincidence. I mean, maybe people have known that for years and I just sat there and realized it and I was really slow. I don't know. We can ask Joey later and he can make fun of us like he likes to do. Probably. Well, Mom, I think it's time for history. Why don't you take us back? We're traveling backwards in time. Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. So if your imagination is ready, here we go. June 13th, 1960, Life magazine features actress Haley Mills as a pert and perfect Pollyanna. Pollyanna, I know you've seen this movie too, right? You watched it with me a couple oh, times. Oh yeah, I've seen it a lot. Yeah. If listeners, if you haven't watched it, 
Um, it is older and before my time, but still a great movie. Uh, Haley Mills is basically an orphan and she goes to live with her aunt. It tells a great story about uh, turning the personalities around of an entire town, actually. So if you get a chance to watch Pollyanna or rent it from the library or I don't know, it could be on Hulu or Netflix for all I know. And uh, until the Disney streaming service starts June 14th, 1974, that is when Disney World's Hoopty Doo musical review dinner show debuted at the Pioneer Hall in Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. I did not realize that this was 44 years old. I don't know why I didn't realize that. Maybe because it was new to us like in the last, I mean, it existed, but I had never really heard the name. Maybe because we don't go over to Fort Wilderness. I guess. Yeah. I mean, we did this last year just to get some pictures and stuff, but it was created as a summer workshop production only, and the guests were so responsive to it. It was such a positive response that Walt Disney World decided they would continue, and it became a permanent professional cast at the end of the summer of 1974. Wow. That's what our friend Emily needs to get involved in, something that just takes off, and she can just do that for the rest of her life. Yeah. Because she would be pretty happy about that. June 15th, 2012. Disneyland Resort caps off its $1 billion renovation of Disney California Adventure with the public opening of Cars Land and the new Buena Vista Street. And I guess that was before Nick and Dave went because they got to see Cars Land because they both talk about it a lot. It's based on the Disney Disney Pixar movie Cars. Cars Land's the largest piece of five-year expansion at Disney's California Adventure Park, and it added 12 acres of new attraction to the theme park. It is a recreation of the fictional town of Radiator Springs and features Luigi's flying tires, which flies riders over what looks like a giant air hockey table. Mater's Junkyard Jamboree, which swings riders and trails in a toasty dough square dance, and Radiator Spring Racers, which takes riders through a race through a mountain range. So Buena Vista Street, formerly known as Sunshine Plaza, is similar to the layout and style of Main Street USA. The land includes dining, shopping parades, and entertainment. Also featured is the red trolley car providing transportation between the park's entry at Buena Vista Street and the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror in Hollywood Land, which now is not the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror in Halloween and it got missed in the notes of this that it is now the Guardians of the Galaxy ride at Disneyland. Yes. They do not have their Tower of Terror. The Mission Breakout ride. Yes. June 16th, 2017. I That was just last year but I cannot believe it has already been a year since Disney Pixar's Car 3 was released into theaters. And I so I just put that in the news this week because it's already been a year since that movie came out. And yeah. There, almost a year since we went to the drive-in to see it. There was a lot of controversy with this movie. I guess not so much controversy as in there were a lot of people that loved it and a lot of people that hated it or not necessarily even hated it, but they just, I don't know. There are a lot of people that think the Cars series should have ended after the first one. Like they disagree the fact, well, because the second one was obviously not up to par with the other two and it kind of just took off in a weird direction and a lot of people didn't favor that. But even Nick, I remember him saying he was just like, it was just Cars 1. It was the same plot with different people. And that's exactly how Nick sounds in my brain. Um, And (laughs) just, sorry, Nick, still love you, but you know. Uh, But I just thought that was so interesting that lots of people saw it as the same, but I was like, but they introduced it in a new way. They introduced a girl character being a racer because that in, that's just with what's going on in the world today. Right. That's very relevant to kids now, which back then, I'm not saying that Cars 1 isn't relevant, but it's also just, I feel like it's important because even though you see the humbling of Lightning McQueen in the first one, it becomes more now, not even that Cars, I mean, Cars is 12 years old. It's, I know it's, it's old. Unbelievable. And I I didn't really realize that until we went and saw 
Cars 3 and I realized how old it was and that in that movie he's like an old timer to all these young kids. Right. And it was so weird because I was like, this is my generation and this is like the kids I teach. And they're like, you're old. And really in my mind, I'm not. I'm I'm thinking I can keep up with you. I probably can't keep up with them in every aspect, but I mean, it's just weird how my generation re- uh, relates more to that. But I, I know that Joey really prefers Cars One and Cars Three, and I liked Cars Two, but I think I was the weirdo because I, I liked it too. I thought it was cute, and that I mean, it was really out there for the theming, but I mean. It's Disney. And that's what I couldn't get over where people were like, espionage and all this. I'm like, Disney came out with a breakout movie on this singing 14-year-old girl that lives with seven men. And we're freaking out over this. Like, it's not outlandish in Disney World. Right. June 17th, 1994, Disney sends a team of artists to China to gather info for an upcoming new animated feature based on the legend of Mulan. It was first suggested by children's author Robert Sansucci. And over the next two weeks, the team visited Daytong, Luang, Yan. Ooh, I'm sorry if I'm messing these up. John Yuan, Dun Huang, and Gilin to learn more about the area that Mulan would be written about, which I think is or the movie should be about. I think that's really awesome because I know a lot of people don't take the time to investigate the background of the movie before starting it. Do you know what I'm, do you understand what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, I know a lot of people do, but I mean, there are a lot of people that just throw out a movie and they want to know why it didn't turn out well. And a lot of it's because they didn't spend as much time uh, learning about what the character would be like or what the lifestyles would be like. Yeah. I agree. June 18th, 1995. The first wedding was performed at Walt Disney World's Wedding Pavilion at the Victorian-style structure located next to the Grand Floridian Resort. It previews on the Lifetime Cable Network show Weddings of a Lifetime. So I don't know why, but for some reason I thought that the wedding venue was older than 1995. Now, I mean, I'm I'm still that's going on, what's 20-something years, 23 years, but I thought it was older than that for some reason. Maybe. I always think everything... I don't know because of that one full house episode that they filmed in Disney or the two the two episodes the I always matters went there there's a true, lot of I base a lot of those honestly they have a lot of good information in them you can see what existed and what didn't exist because they're all almost all of those classic film or classic shows filmed a Disney World episode of right. some kind like right. they did it it was a thing like uh Boy Meets World did it only they I thought it was interesting because they focused in Epcot which yeah. most places focus Magic, Magic Kingdom. Kingdom because it's it's the kingdom you got to but I mean and I don't think any of them went to Hollywood Studios or to Animal Kingdom which at that time would have been MGM but Animal Kingdom opened in 99 later no, 98 98 so it opened later because remember, Bugs Life was just coming out when they True. did Animal Kingdom. So that wasn't a park at that time when the early 90s, early to mid. When True. So no other shows have gone, I guess. Or if they did, we didn't see shows that yeah. had to do with that. I feel like it would be really hard to film there now in Disney at any point. I mean, it would be difficult. They can make anything happen. Oh, I know they can with money. <laughs> Plus, if they do anything in the World Showcase, it doesn't open till 11 a.m. So they could do any kind of filming. And fill people with, fill extras 
any yeah. kind of thing. So, right. yeah, that makes sense. So, my last one for today is June 19th, and it's 2015, and that is when Inside Out, a 3D computer animated com- comedy film produced by Pixar Animation Studios and Walt Disney Pictures was released in the U.S. theaters. And it's about young Riley, who's uprooted, uprooted from her Midwest life and moved to San Francisco, and her emotions, joy, fear, anger, disgust, and sadness conflict on how to best navigate a new city, house, and school. And again, time has flown because I had no idea that movie's already three years old, but it makes sense now that I think back. That was the year you graduated. Yeah, I could totally see them. I don't know that this has been discussed. I don't know if it's a rumor, but I could see that being one that they also prefer or they pursue further because obviously they stopped when she was 12 and now they can kind of get into like the well, teenage. Well, that is what I heard. The teenage Riley, which I mean, that would be super applicable, especially, I think it would be nice to have a teenage Disney character because I don't feel that they've had, I mean, they've had teenage Disney characters, but right. it, not that much in their head. Right. Just kind of the psychoanalysis Try of Try to it. understand the And understanding and what's going on and how it's processed. That would be really funny. So, that is the end of the show for this week or this Wednesday. If you are interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or anything else, simply text us at 407-674-0414 or email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Or if you would like to book a trip or just want a free quote, text us at 407-674-0414 or contact us at travel at mousecapades.net. Remember to check out our friends at waltexpress.com for all things Disney. And as always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. And we would like to leave you with the fun bloopers at the end of this. So when Kaylee and I are done, be sure to check out the bloopers that uh, happen a lot during our shows that you guys never know about because my lovely husband cuts them out. Well, Kaylee, I think it's about that time. Peace and love. Have Have a magical magical day, day, my friends. (laughs) Was that a good enough sound check for you? Whoa. Welcome back, Mousecapades listeners. Kaylee. Bring what? I'm sorry. Oh, no. Nick, she's doing a good job being just like you. The team visited Daytong, Luang, Yan, John Yuan, Dun Huang. You've been listening to the all-new Mousecapades podcast. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. And have a magical day.